I like to think I'm a smart man, but there's some things I can't figure out. Like, why are the Braves running away with the National League East? And how the heck are the Pirates still in first place? Let's try to figure out some answers on Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. There's my lower third. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for over a decade now. It's my fifth season here at the Locked On Podcast Network. You can follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Sully Baseball, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And I have, oh, please, this request. If you jump in and out during the week, listen to one episode here, one episode there, that's all fine. That's dandy. Welcome aboard and get a raft and float down the river Sully with us. But if you are someone who listens four or five days a week, sometimes we do six shows a week. Once in a while, we'll do seven. Here's what I'd like you to do. Just let us know where you are and put on the hashtag Everyday Sully right there. You see it? Everyday Sully. Can't do Everyday MLB because apparently that's a t- uh, already used as some sort of a hashtag. So Everyday Sully is not. So let me know where you are. Tell me where you are uh, uh, on the planet. Tell me where you are uh, in terms of your baseball fandom. And let me know. How long have you been listening to the show? And if anyone was a fan of my old show, which was Sully Baseball Daily, and you've been with me ever since then, let me know then too. So this is, just want to know where everyone's from, getting some ideas. And by the way, also, if there's anything you want me to cover on this show, any questions, any comments, any complaints, any uh, uh, takes you want to have, any opinions you were wondering my take on this, let me know. I got to do five of these a week. And sometimes I like to, you know, find out what you all want to know. What I'm going to be doing is uh, for the next couple of days, at least I'm going to be trying to focus on a couple of games. Instead of doing the whole league every day, I'm going to focus on a couple of the games that caught my attention and also, for the lack of a better term, makes me think about the overall state of the game right now. Now, a game took place today in New York. And it's worth bringing up for one reason. Um, the Yankees have been a 500 team for about 100 games. If you go back to the 2022 season, they've been the definition of mediocrity. And they've been not, you know, this season's been kind of uninspired. But you got to think... With Aaron Judge coming back and the fact that they're playing the A's for a little bit, you got to think that this team is going to go on a decent win streak. You got to think that this team is going to put something together. Now, they lost two out of three to Tampa Bay over the weekend, but 
they didn't get clobbered, and they were basically putting a minor league lineup on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is not about um, you know, you know, moral victories. But if Boone didn't wet the bed and yanked uh, Garrett Cole when he should have, the Yankees could have won that series. And then they come to Oakland, and it's funny. Oakland will be scrappy until the fifth if. If these games were five-inning games, boy, these A's would be something else. And this was a game that everything was pointed for an A's upset of the Yankees. They got off to an early lead. Clark Schmidt, who has been the least effective starting pitcher on the A's, was on the team. And, oh, yeah, did you know that uh, Jordan Diaz hit three home runs? Three. A's slugger Jordan Diaz went deep three times. And the A's lost. The Yankees won. The A's are losing games where they have a hitter hit three home runs in one game. I mean, that's I mean, is that even possible? You know, the the Schmidt didn't pitch particularly well for the Yankees. But this is one reason why if you're a Yankee fan, and I'm not, but there's I know there are plenty of Yankee fans out there. Guy hits three home runs. The A's score five. That's the other thing that blows my mind. You have, you score five runs, and three of them were when Diaz touched home plate on one of his home runs. Um, Hey, get on base. What happened to the A's getting on base? You know, but also the Yankees, uh, they scored 10. They scored 10, and that has been... A, you know, again, yes, it's the A's, but you know they have to win these games too. And the, you know, the Yankees got, uh, you know, Torres is starting to hit the ball well, and he got a big home run the other day. Rizzo has been the most effective player on the Yankees. You know, Judge, you know, didn't have a great game, but he got on base and he drove in a pair of runs, and you know, did the job in the number two hole. And uh, Bowers who's been you know, a little bit up and down this year, wound up hitting a home run. And Kiner Falefa is just, they're just putting him everywhere. Play the outfield, play third, play the infield. And he got a double today. You know, Schmidt got the win. He didn't pitch particularly well. They didn't get good performance out of the bullpen. But here's the deal. And if you're a Yankee fan, what you should sort of take heart on. You know, they've obviously, they've won the series against the A's. They're going for the sweep on a Wednesday afternoon, and they have Brito pitching against Muller. Okay. Those are two pitchers who are having a terrible year. Both of them having years that stink. But if you're the Yankees, if you're a Yankee fan, and you say, we had a game where our worst pitcher was pitching, and one guy hit three home runs off of us, and we won. The Yankees won that game. That is a sign, for me at least, when you're winning games, you're not supposed to win. And you're starting to get some of those players back. You're starting to get some of the people there. And despite all of the doom and gloom that's been going on with the Yankees and the fact that they're currently in fifth place, keep in mind, they have a better winning percentage than the Minnesota Twins. Why do I bring that up? The Twins are in first place in their division, and the Yankees are in last place in their division. And who's ahead of them? Baltimore. Now, Baltimore, I've been talking a lot about the Orioles. 
uh, and the Orioles, if they win tomorrow, then they would have faced the gauntlet of the Braves and the Rays and come out even, which is pretty much all you can ask to do. You've had Boston. Boston went on that wild eight-game winning streak, suddenly thinking, are the Red Sox good? The Red Sox good? They're really not that good. This is a native New Englander, grew up a Red Sox fan. This is not about any sort of biases. They played over their head for a little bit. And, you know, climbed above 500 for a little bit, got everything, oh, great, great, great. And they got their, you know, they got their light stomped out by the Braves. We'll talk a little bit more about that in segment two. And you have Toronto, who everyone thought was going to be good. And, of course, Tampa Bay is still a, you know, they're still a juggernaut. They may have lost time, but they still won seven of the last ten games. The Yankees had some bad streaks. And they've dusted themselves off. And we're about to we're in the we're in mid-May right now. They've got a winning record, and at least two of the teams in front of them have been overachieving. And they're starting to get healthy, and they're starting to find the pieces on there. Now, if their starting pitching staff can get healthy, if Carlos Rodon can come back, if some of the other bats and you know the the addition of Judge, what effect that will have with Bader, who has been a revelation since coming off the injured list. Rizzo, who's been the most consistent hitter. Torres is starting to find his bat. Suddenly, you'll start to see a team, which I said, at one point looked like it was a split squad spring training game. The lineup was so bad. Now, the effect of having Judge in the lineup, even if he isn't off to a 62 home run tear like he was last year, it has a ripple effect. And I can't help but wonder to think, again, this is not uh, this is not, I'm not a Yankee fan. I want to spell all rumors about that. But the worst might be behind the Yankees. They. This seems to me like a team that is poised to go on a big winning streak. Now, playing a minor league team like the Oakland A's is a good start as the Yankees have climbed above 20 wins. The the Central, the AL Central doesn't have a single team with 20 wins. And all five teams on the American League East currently have 20 wins. That gives you an idea. These are two very different divisions. Now, the Yankees are going to be... Now, the Yankees, after Wednesday, they have a big gauntlet. They have four games against Tampa and four games against Toronto. We're going to learn a little something about the Yankees. We're going to learn a little bit about them and to see if they are indeed going to be a big-time contender like they were last year. Granted, they got off to the wild start, huge lead, and they were a 500 team for the final few months, but they built up such a lead that they were able to cash in and still win the division by seven games. They had a pretty comfortable season last year, even with their post-All-Star game slump. Now... You're wondering if they had their slump early and they could wind up having a positive stretch right now. The Yankees were, I don't think they were as good as the team that was on pace to win 100 some odd games last year. And I also don't think they're as bad as a team that was a 500 team for a 100 game stretch. I think they're somewhere in the middle. I think they're a low 90 win team. And we're going to start to see that. They sweep the A's. You know, a nice sweep of any team, I don't care who it is, is good to cleanse the palate. And then off they go. Actually, no, Tampa Bay's coming in. So off they stay and they stay. And the juggernaut that are the Tampa Bay Rays 
are coming in. And this time, Judge is on the squad. So we're going to find out. We are going to find out what the Yankees are all about. And if they get clobbered by the Rays, then you could chalk up, hmm, they're still not that great, and they beat up an Oakland team. If they can hold their own, if they split with the Rays, which is pretty much all you can ask for right now, you got to feel good that the Yankees could turn things and make the second third of the season really worthwhile. We're going to talk a little bit about the other team in New York and the division they're in and why that is making me 100% gobsmacked. And you didn't expect me to say gobsmacked. But first, let's talk a little bit about So Rare. Now, I'm really excited about our new sponsor, which is So Rare. It's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from all 30 major league teams, including the A's. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you can still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. Now, so rare also has a partnership with Major League All-Stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in the So Rare current brand campaign and will engage with the So Rare community throughout the season at Major League events. Game weeks happen twice weekly and they span a three, four day cycle. At the end of game week, So Rare Major League managers who rank near or at the top of the leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which can include So Rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and win VIP experiences like meeting baseball stars, major league stars, prizes may depend vary depending on the competition. <laughs> Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft a team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Today, today. Okay, at the beginning of the year, I thought the National League East was so airtight that I, I literally flipped a coin to determine who I was going to pick to win the, uh, the, to win the division. I'm actually going back to my own. I, got, I have to make sure I'm saying this correctly because I would hate to make a mistake on something so critical as my picks of the uh, division. But, uh, okay, I'm going back. My picks for the division were as such. So I'm scrolling down my own. I'm actually at sullybaseball.wordpress.com. You can go there if you want to check out the latest editions of Who Owned Baseball, which is my own personal site. Okay, I, all right, here we go. I picked the Braves. I, I was going to say I picked the Braves, and I was going to have someone afraid that someone would say, Sally, I looked it up, and I said, I picked the Braves, and he said, I picked the Braves. Okay. Turns out I picked the Braves. But I picked the Braves. I, I'm sitting in this seat here in the luxurious locked-on MLB studios in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. I flipped the coin, and it came up Braves. If it came up Mets, 
I would have picked the Mets. That's how airtight I thought this division race was going to be. And I also picked the Marlins to be one of the wildcard teams because I liked the pitching staff. And I thought by adding a rise to their lineup, they'd be a hot contending team. Okay. Well, I was, hey, look at, as of this recording, the Marlins are in second place. So I don't look that bad. Here's the thing that's weird. Uh, it is airtight, the National League East. Two games separate four teams in the loss column. Here's the deal. One of those four teams are the Washington Nationals, who everybody in the world thought was going to be terrible. Sally, I didn't prove it. Right now, all the teams, except the Atlanta Braves, are sub-500. Again, it's early, but we're about to enter mid-May. And as I've said over and over again, the first checkpoint of the season is Memorial Day weekend, which is the end of May, which is in just a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks, you can honestly assess your team and say, what are we? About, you know, in a couple of weeks, a third of the season will be over. You'll be able to say, are we, are we contenders or not? Well, the Marlins are in second place in their sub-500 team. The Mets have dropped their last three games and eight of their last 10. And folks, today's game may have been rock bottom. It was a 7-6 game. Um, and it was a game where Francisco Alvarez hit two home runs for the Mets against the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds are not a good team. And they had to scratch Max Scherzer. This is disturbing if you're a Met fan when Max Scherzer has to continue to miss games. Max Scherzer is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Max Scherzer, when he was signed with the Washington Nationals, that was one of the best free agent signings in the history of baseball. He's a remarkable pitcher who, when on the mound and healthy, has no equal. Here's the deal. They they had to start, was it Robertson to start today instead of Scherzer? And the Mets can't seem to get out of their way, even when they're playing a, a, a tomato can like the Reds. And it kind of reminded me of the game, you know, Alvarez hit two home runs, Lindor and, and Alonso hit home runs. It's like the game where the A's, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Jordan Diaz hits three home runs today for Oakland in a loss. The Mets keep launching home runs against one of the worst teams in baseball. I'm sorry, they are. I know the teams. there are teams with worse records than the Reds, but I just don't buy them. They're an also-ran. When you circle the Reds on your calendar, this is one of the reasons why I'm giving the Yankees credit for beating the stuffing out of Oakland is because you, you have to win those games. And here they are. The, the, the Mets desperately need to sort of, you know, dust themselves off from a lousy weekend and get on in there and start to make up some ground on Atlanta. And they face the Reds and they, and they lose. I don't know what's happening. You know, the Phillies are kind of, you know, they may have overachieved a little last year, you know, but they're, they're eight, you know, the, the Marlins, the Mets and the Phillies are all eight games back in the loss column of the Braves. The Nationals are only two games back in the loss column of those three teams. They're the Nationals are cl getting closer to catch the Mets than the Mets are to the Braves.
And it's really starting to look like, and all due respect to Tampa Bay, I've given nothing but respect to Tampa Bay. It's starting to look like the Braves might be the best team in baseball right now. I'll tell you one thing they have. They have the biggest lead. They're on a three-game winning streak. They're seven and a half games. They had eight games in the loss column ahead of Miami, who is seven and a half games back. That is the biggest lead. Every other, like the the Angels are two games back of the Rangers. The Guardians are two back of, you know, both the Guardians and the Tigers are two back of the loss column of Minnesota. You know, Tampa Bay has a pretty decent lead. They have a, they're five games up in the loss column, five and a half in the standings. But the Braves, are they going to run away with it? What did my coin know when I flipped that coin? And things certainly went the Braves' way as they just, you know, they smacked around the Red Sox nine to three and actually never felt that that tight. You know, Charlie Morton pitched, a, you know, six strong innings. You know, Murphy got three hits. Olsen got his 11th home run. They're not missing Freddie Freeman right now. The Braves are now 25 and 11. And, um, I, you know, I don't know what, what else to say. You know, the, the Braves are just making, you know, granted, Max Freed went on the disabled list. Okay, but that farm system is so fertile, they're going to pick someone out and put someone right back in there. There's a ton of talent in Miami. There's a ton of talent on the Mets. There's a ton of talent on Philadelphia. This shouldn't be a division where any team is running away with it. But here we are. I don't get it. But here we are. And the Braves are making my coin look really, really smart. Here's the last thing I don't understand. And boy, oh boy, I don't understand this. Now, the Pittsburgh Pirates at one point went on a really, really fabulous run. They won... uh, I think they won, it was like, they went like 16 and three or something. They went on, they went on just a rampage. I had, I had it up on one of my screens here and my, my screen looks a little bit like the movie uh, Minority Report right now. Where the heck did I put that? So that I think I accidentally closed a window. Um, all right, but, but, you know, take my word for it. The, 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 the Pittsburgh Pirates went on an absolute roll. They went on an absolute tear. And then since that role ended, they've they've won one game. They've gone uh, one and eight in their last nine games. That's a free fall. And this was a team that was supposed to be, you know, that they're a surprise contender. And when you go on a streak like that, where everything's falling apart, you got to basically say goodbye to that lead. And here's the deal. Every single day on that one and eight streak, of which they're still in the middle of, they've chopped a number off their magic number. They haven't fallen out of first. And part of the reason is Milwaukee is also in a free fall. Granted, they wound up playing the the Dodgers. And you know, the Dodgers are, lest we forget, a really good team. But, you know, the Pirates were playing the Colorado Rockies. There were many people, including me, who thought 
the Colorado Rockies were going to be not a bad team, but the single worst team in baseball. And like the Mets seeing the Reds on the schedule going, okay, we're going to pick up some wins here. The Pirates, who are trying to cling, they're clinging like a koala to that the slim lead, which right now they're tied in the loss column with Milwaukee. You got to look, okay, we're going to play, we're at home against the Rockies. We got to make a couple games here. They got thumped. And they scored two runs or less in nine straight games. Two runs or less in nine straight games. And I got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Rum Bunter, which is a uh, Pirates Twitter handle, at Rum Bunter. They're the ones who posted that and said that there's two runs in the last nine games, which is something that hasn't been done since uh, for, from the Pirates since 1988. 1988. Reagan was president the last time they went on a streak like this. And yet here we are because the Milwaukee Brewers got beaten by the Dodgers. By the way, the Dodgers have righted their ship. They've won eight of their last 10 games. And, you know, they took their, their, they're back to being a winning baseball team. I think everyone could be okay with the Dodgers right now. But the Pirates, it makes no sense that they're still in first place. So for some of those teams right now, the the, the Pirates are going to be playing an early game, 9.30 here on the West Coast. If you're on the East Coast, it's at 12.35. Hill, solid veteran against Sensitelli, who's a good pitcher for the, for the Rocks, who's actually off to an okay year. It's time for the Pirates to start winning if they want to hold on to this tenuous lead. So we got some day games coming on. Those same Yankees are playing a day game against the A's. If they can sweep that and get themselves all geared up for Tampa Bay, that'll be interesting. The Pirates have to have to win this. Absolutely have to win this. Otherwise, you know, they're going to be going into the, the you know, they'll have a day off before going into their weekends. Who, who the heck is their weekend series? I just had it up here. Uh, the Pirates weekend series is against the Baltimore Orioles. So that's going to be a nice 1979 World Series rematch there. Still a lot of bad blood there. Um, but you're going to have to see. Um, the Brewers are going to be playing a day game against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Clayton Kershaw's on the mound. Unless we, you haven't noticed, Kershaw's off to a hell of a start. And so the Brewers, if they want to leapfrog the Pirates, they're going to have to do well. But the Pirates have to beat the Rockies. You'd think that would be possible, but here we are. And then the Braves are going to be playing the Red Sox. And Bello is pitching for the Red Sox. And for the Braves, uh, because of the Max Fried injury, they are pitching TBD. And right now, I'd go with TBD. That's to be determined for those of you who don't know. So look at, I don't get it. I don't get why a division that is so jam-packed with talent like the National League East is looking like a runaway for the Braves. I don't know what the Pirates are doing to keep in first place despite being in a free fall, but I do know adding Aaron Judge to a lineup just gives the aura of the lineup being a little bit better which might be what this team needs as they go face their chief rivals once the series is done with Oakland.
So, anyway, we got a full slate of games coming up. Uh, Nick Murawski of Lockdown White Sox is going to be a guest on an upcoming show, and we're going to be covering all sorts of things, including any requests you have, especially if you are one of the Everyday Sullies. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks for making us your first listeners. We're available on all your podcasting platforms. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel or check out some of the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. Pondering the mysteries of mid-May. This has been Locked On MLB for the 10th day of May, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.